Welcome to another episode of The Privy. I am Courtney. And I am Boris. <laughs> what is your highlight of the week this week, Boris? The highlight of my week is finding out that Britney Spears says that she gets pissed off when people accuse her of lip syncing because she doesn't always lip sync. And she's like, how can I be singing live and dancing? And she's like upset. And I think it was really nice of her to speak out on this issue. <laughs> That completely threw me off. <laughs> I just usually your <laughs> usually your highlights are a little bit uh, more left field, and that's so like pop culture. It was a really exciting day for me when I read that article. Are you a big Britney Spears fan? Because I wasn't. When I was younger, that. I know all her songs off by heart. Okay, so <laughs> what's um, your highlight? <laughs> I, I actually have I just forgot what my top five was because that was such a surprise to me. Top five uh, or highlight? I mean. I'm sorry. My highlight. Sorry. I I really threw me off with that story. Another highlight of my week was getting a free HIV test. How's that? Okay, great. (laughs) Distract me once again. (laughs) I think my highlight of the week would be something really simple from today. I tried the new Poke Place on, Mm. um, is it West 3rd? I think that's the place I told you about. Yes. I went in before, but I ended up leaving. Yes. And that was the highlight. It was great. It was fantastic. But my one is better. The one on Union Square. Okay, so on this week's episode, I do not know what Boris's topic is. He is surprising me with the topic, guys, so please brace yourselves. Because uh, if it's anything like his two highlights that he just mentioned. No, it's um, not. Well, okay. kind of, it, it is. Okay, so what is Not it? really. So basically, um, there was a study in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships <laughs> called Gay Capital. Um, an, intersectional, an intersectional analysis of class masculinity and decreased homophobia. And this uh, was published in, on May the 1st, 2017. Very recent. Very recent. Okay. Um, and basically the young men, which was done in England, in the study said that they were accepted and celebrated for being gay, and they interpreted their sexuality as a form of social privilege. Sort of the same way of, like, white Being privilege. gay, like... Yes. Give me... Being gay. So, for example... Uh, one person said that um, having a visible gay identity, i.e. being, I guess, flamboyant, flamboyant. Okay, guess, got it. That's can act as a form of privilege in inclusive mm. post-gay social fields. So this doesn't mean gay bars. Ah. This means places that aren't specific for the gay community. So going to a heterosexual awesome. space, being flamboyant was a privilege. So by that... Um, People said that straight people look to gay men for advice, for modeling, avant-garde appearances, for language, for dress. And it's this whole idea that it's the opposite of this homophobic discourse that we think we would have, you know, being the flamboyant gay man in a social space that's not a gay space would get the shit. But this is a study saying the opposite. Cool. First, I must say that this is actually a very normal topic that I'm actually very excited that you brought to the table today. Good. Okay, because it's anyway. <laughs> I mean, it was a long lead up to the damn topic, but yes, but I mean, you had to get it. But right. I guess we finally got it here. Um, do I think that's a privilege? And Ooh. I mean, we're gonna go into things about like race. Yeah, I'll let you take the floor. Um, no, but do you think it's a form of? I think it is a form of privilege, as well as a. Um, a terrible generalization and a misrepresentation of gay people. Even though it's and I positive. think it's is it really positive? Well, is I mean, privilege people... po- is, is privilege ever really that positive? I don't wanna ask. Do you think <laughs> Why are you laughing? You're, you're so excited. Because um, I was thinking 
in the study, I didn't see any mention of class and race. So I was thinking, I wonder if this would be the same for like a black gay man who's flamboyant. Are they going to be seen differently? Can they assume a privilege that's akin to white privilege? And I don't really know much about white privilege. And so I was like, well, I want to hear Courtney's opinion. Well, being that I am a flamboyant gay man, um, and I am very fabulous, and um, I, I can see the privilege. Like I am non-threatening, and I think that that presence kind of. Um, can like lead a room and kind of captivate a room in a way. In a good um, way. In a good way. Absolutely. Like I am very non-threatening to both men, women, men, women, and ch- man, woman, and child. So like I can see that. Um, Does it not bother you that they kind of use you for the positive? It, it is. It's a positive stereotype. It's still a stereotype, but it's yeah, a positive. it's a positive stereotype. It does because a lot of times, like women especially, will try always think that you want to go shopping with them or you want to. I don't know, like dress them but or do you? not really. I can, I no, I don't. I don't want to be that person. I'm, I think it's every gay person, even if you are a stylist or what have you, there are way more levels to you than just like going shopping and those like surface things, like walking and and all those stereotypes. So you don't like the idea of a gay best friend. Like if I if I was a straight girl and I said, "Ooh, corny, you could be my new gay best friend." No, that's like saying you're an you accessory. Can be, you can be my black best friend. I, I just. But I, even I, though it's in a positive thing, it's still like based on the fact that stereotypes exist and we always categorize people. It's just what we do as humans. To have that stereotype over the stereotype of gay men in the 1950s, when it was like, if you're gay, you're gonna rape child, rape a child, and be secretive and a pedophile and whatever. It's still a positive stereotype. I, Should we be accepting think, of it? I don't think it's necessarily a positive stereotype at all. You really don't? I disagree. No, I think it's kind of an ignorant stereotype, to be honest with you. But people are like ignorant. to think that one to qualify someone based on their sexual orientation is well, very limiting. No, it's very limiting. Like, to say gay, to say white, to say black, to say any of those we're identities... We're saying flamboyant. Or like an open, it's a personality trait. I don't care what you say. It's still, I think it's still very ignorant, and I think it's very close-minded to say. Like none of my good girlfriends refer to me as their their gay best right. friend I mean, that's or their just gay maybe. friend. Like but, a, a really good friend of mine, Ashley. Ashley will always let me just walk into the room and say, "Oh, my friend Courtney is coming in," and I show up, and everyone thought it was a girl coming in. But like, it, it really doesn't have any importance. Like, what does me being gay have to do with? Whether or not we're friends or not, you it's know, they like you. It's like a social like, privilege. Like, but it's a it's a privilege, but it's like kind of like a token. It's it's proving something. It's like they're trying to live up to like a stereotype of like like the shopping and shit like that. But I don't think. And this is mainly for. I think it's an ignorant. It's a very ignorant thing to to be or to say or to express. And you'd still see it as. But, but I. Um, if a girl was, if a girl said to you, Courtney, I love how flamboyant you are. Dress me. And I've also said that to you, so watch what you say now. Um, um, but do you not think... Would you say you're homophobic for just assuming because no, I'm gay? No, I'm not, not... Listen, I ain't about to argue. But I'm taking note, like, because I just think... I think a lot of people don't take the time to realize that gay people, there are a lot, there are a lot more layers to come of gay people than just the flamboyancy and, like, like camera action. Like, I go through hurtful shit too my feelings are hurt like it's so much more than that and I think that some people only dial into that and really don't care about 
everything else that comes with being gay. So like being gay is not always. I will say in certain instances, yeah, you are a privilege, but not in all cases. And I, yeah, that's it. What? Okay. I mean, you know, to dig a bit deeper, um, do you think for somebody who was coming to terms with their sexuality and was trying to repress, let's say they had a natural inclination to be more feminine, and society generally says, don't be more feminine if you're a man, particularly in like rural right. areas. Right. For a kid growing up in rural Arkansas, whose dad is like, you have to be a man, for him to hear the study that actually people look to the flamboyant gay with more kindness, whether or not it, I mean, they're not going to... Which I don't agree with at all, all. I mean, based on the study. We're all just talking about the study. Yeah, because I know how you are such a fan of studies, but now you're using a study. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I know. Well, I mean... I'll be shady. You can be shady. <laughs> Fine. So, I mean, how if a gay person doesn't fill that traditional role? How if you're a... Fla- like, do you think that has the same appeal? So a non-flamboyant gay person, do you think they can still be... People will still use them as a gay best friend? And use them for fashion advice? Like the discreet gay no, person? No, of course not, because that's not the stereotype. That's not the stereotype that they were... So it's a personality thing. It's not a sexuality thing, then. This doesn't really... Because you could be a straight person, then. And uh, straight people exist who are very effeminine. We just think they're in the closet, but maybe they're not. <laughs> um, and so that would be... A, this isn't a whole... This... Yeah, but if someone's in the closet and they don't deem themselves as gay, a woman is not going to say, will you be my gay best friend? Fine, that's forget, the, forget the quote, gay best friend. We're talking about like the social privilege that they get in non-gay spaces. Do you... Hold on, let me turn on you, because I'm feeling like you think it is a, a, a privilege. Do you think it's a privilege? I think it comes with a certain degree of privilege. Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an example. I mean, I feel... Not many people come to me and say, oh, you can be my gay best friend. They know I have terrible fashion advice. That's probably why. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think it's better if you consider something now. Like, you know, you could be like the sassy friend. People do have these caricatures. Or like in a group of friends, you know, you have friends at TV show. You had Monica, who was the OCD one. You had Rachel, who was the fashion one. Right. And I just think the gay one is in all these TV shows. The, the, it's always seen as like a humorous... I think in certain spaces, absolutely it's a privilege. But I think overall it's not a privilege. What spaces is it a privilege? In places where places like metropolitan places like New York or L.A. where it's more accepting of gay people. Then surely it doesn't... Their life, life if they're more life. accepting in general, then why should it be any more privileged than a discreet gay person? Because if it, that metropolitan area is accepting of everyone. It's not a privilege. Because the, So what you fail to realize is that people who are not as flamboyant have the privilege of appearing heterosexual. So, uh, so, yeah. so that's where you, you... And even with a flamboyant straight man who is feminine... Um, there still is an uncertainty, so I really doubt that they will have that same privilege. Does it offend they, you? I think people offend me what? Sorry. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> what? Does what offend me? I just went into my own head. I was like, wait. I wasn't really paying any attention. I was suddenly thinking, would you be offended if I, like, if one of, like, my friends came and I introduced, I was like, oh, here comes Corny. He's like, my really, you'll love him. He's this really great gay guy. He's a really flamboyant. He's fabulous. Uh, I'm was, not... Well, I said something to those. Uh, I, I'm like, oh, he's also really gay. Like, you'd love Courtney, he's also really gay. 
No, that probably I'll be like, no, what does that mean exactly? And then I'll say, oh, like he's flamboyant, he has fashion stands, he's blah blah blah. I would just say that was very ignorant on your part, and I would call you out on it to be honest. So with you would you, find but, it offensive. Uh, you wouldn't say, oh yes, bitch, that's my privilege. Hush, hush, hush. No, I okay. definitely would not. So that's no, interesting. I'm not going to lean into that because I think that's that's ignorance. That's really ignorant. I think it is. I mean, I, only, I would I would never refer to you taking, as that. That's like the sassy no. black woman. No, I'm not, uh-uh. Hold on, mm-hmm. let me finish. That's like being a sassy black woman. Not all black women are snapping their fingers and rolling their neck. Yes. But that's how media and that's how people perpetuate yes. them. And they expect them on, on the reality shows. And Rosa was deemed as like the angry black woman. But no, she was just like Bethany Frankel. Just a bitch. But like you get that label. And I think that is... That's a good point. I think that's just a level of ignorance. And people need to check themselves on it. So I am, to be honest with you, when women come... And I've had this happen before. We're like, oh, would you be my gay best friend? You'll never hear from me. You'll never get a text from me if that's what you want me for in your life. Because you fail to realize like the other struggles I go, go through. You know? And I yes. think that's way more important to me than if I can put an outfit together. Point blank period. Don't give me this shady look. I'm, I'm not. Excuse me, Mr. Privilege, since I'm so privileged. Is this the intervention that I know about? <laughs> no, I'm just saying because I read this article and I'm not a flamboyant. No, people, a lot of people don't recognize I'm So gay. are you saying that you think that I have more privilege over you because I'm no, flamboyant? No, shut up. What I was going to say <laughs> is the reason I wanted to ask this is because I, I can't relate to this study. Because I don't feel, no one comes up to me and it, I don't think anyone's ever come, maybe once, no. I mean, no one comes up to me and is like, Boris, let me be my, will you be my gay best friend? So the study is kindest to me. You, so hard. you can. I mean, I think... Does it offend you that I asked you? No, 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 not at all. Because I don't think, I think this. if you don't oh, shut up. up I know. <laughs> if... So I find it interesting that you bring this up. Um, I think another layer to... I think the reason why people are kind of drawn to gay men that are flamboyant and kind of, like, live out loud is because it does exude a certain confidence. And, like, I love when somebody is confident. Like, no, where, no matter how ridiculous they look, mm-hmm. it is so much respect. And you have to look at yourself and be like, damn, if that person can be... It's, like, I need to... So it's like this energy you get from someone that's so flamboyant, and I think that is a part of the privilege okay. um, that you're failing to realize. Now, for you, if you were a lot more open about your sexuality, which you're not even with your friends, if you listen to <laughs> if you if you listen to this episode, um, I'm sure people would be drawn to you if you were more open in a more um, not even in a flamboyant way, but if you were just more open about like your experiences and things I mean, like I am that. Open. Everyone I know, I knows. not in the way of like we don't need to know your sexual stuff. Like you go like very like Correct. dirty like bedroom talk that nobody wants to hear. Correct. I just mean in like But that's gay stuff. That's I'm never talking about vaginas in the bedroom. So my sexuality is very clear to anyone that listens to me. Oh, well, listen, boo. Maybe you need to get more flamboyant. I don't know what to tell you. Okay? <laughs> I'm sorry I'm a bad bitch. I want to be my friend. I'm sorry. I know. I get very offended when people don't know I'm gay. Actually. It kind of bothers me. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I've been sipped this matcha um, ice, ice latte. Yes. Why are you so offended? I, I feel so you do think there's a privilege. So yeah. you think there's a privilege. Well, too. I wouldn't call it a privilege, but I do think it's, it's very annoying. Have, and this happens to me all the time, and this is going to sound really 
big-headed. A lot of women hit on me, and I think it. Shut up. Close the mic down. This conversation. No, they do, and it gets frustrating and exhausting because. Oh, poor you! Poor you with the privilege of women. Oh my God! Yeah, okay, but it's equivalent. I, you have to feel flattered, though. I do feel flattered, but okay. then I also so feel poor you. No, fuck off. I also <laughs> then feel that it's uncomfortable for me to constantly have to say to people, "I'm really sorry, I'm gay." And it's uncomfortable for you to say that because it's like shutting someone down. Because I, it, it takes guts to ask somebody out, especially for a girl to ask a presumably straight man out. It takes guts, and then to have that guy turn around and be like, "Actually, no, I like men." It makes me feel like guilty, and I would rather have. Don't give me this side eye. I would rather have gay men hit on me. Well, I'm sure. Okay. Like, give me sure. a break. That's Not one. Great. Like, I think the first gay man to hit on me in a long time was last night. He was like fifty-five years old. Well, you should. <laughs> it's like I know that's your thing, but not mine. <laughs> I want somebody without prostate first of all, problems. I'm gonna walk over that shade that you just threw to me. Um, I think that your dilemma is like something you can. Get to that's something not that serious. What? I don't think oh, that's don't anything think you serious. need to take to the therapist. No, and, and I, I don't think any of this stuff is that serious about this gay privilege and people are saying that really? straight people... Because it sounds like you do. sounds like you do think that we have a privilege. We meaning... Well, no, I just think man. for straight people to look to gay people for, like, fashion advice, it's all, like, in a positive thing. Now, I have another question for you. Um, <laughs> so, what is my questions? Do you think that uh, oh, race and class impact... I've kind of touched on this before, but race and class... Do you think a poor, flamboyant gay man is going to have the same quote-unquote privilege because he can't afford to buy the Chanel dress? No, he's not going to have the same privilege. But that, that so it comes from a wealth perspective as well. It's an intersection of wealth and, like, does a rich I think it depends on where you are. Let's say in New York. Depends on, I mean, give me more specifics. Give me a location. West Village. Possibly. Uh-huh. Because it's going to depend on your surroundings. So if I go to the club, it's not really going to matter because that's not what you go to a club for. But if I'm in a social gathering where everyone is sizing everyone up, not just like the gay man, but where it is a very hoity-toity event, I think it would work to a class advantage. But if I'm in East Village at a bar, it just depends on your, your like race, who you are. Like, same thing with race? In a place where race has an issue? It's hard for me as a black gay man because I, Imagine we're in I think... I think the dual part of me being gay and flamboyant lessens, it, it makes me more approachable being gay. Like, a, I can walk into spaces that a normal black, I won't say normal, but like a heterosexual, very masculine black man cannot and be received because I'm less... So um, it's a slight privilege. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Absolutely. I recognize that. Okay, that's interesting. And do you think the media should stop with the <laughs> characterizations of the flamboyant gay man? Um, yes and no. Um, I think I no. Yes and no. <laughs> Final answer: Yes and no. Yes, because I think there are so many other different types of gay men that are out there that are that don't have a voice, and there's so many guys just like you that are in like a rural place who I'm not in a rural place. Hold on, give me a second to explain what I meant by you. <laughs> give me one moment. Who probably cannot connect with being flamboyant. That's not their the way that exists. And I'm sure they're hit on by all the <laughs> little girls in high school, but they still need to see a representation of them 
being gay or being bisexual in media. So yes, on that accord, but we still do exist. So of course, our our stories need to. But still it's be perpetuating told. a story that's been told for a while. Like there was this TV show, it got cancelled, but uh, Sophia Bush was in it, called Partners. I, I'm rolling my eyes because he loves the Sophia Bush. I love Sophia um, Bush. Um, it got cancelled. It got cancelled after like seven episodes, and all the characters, it was like gay best friend and another gay best friend and a gay couple and Sophia. <clears throat> and all the gay characters in it were very flamboyant. And Do you have a problem with that? I think that's why it got cancelled. But then, it's, it's <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. I mean, it got cancelled for some reason. Wait, so you think it got cancelled because of the? No, I just think it was a boring TV show okay. because it was too many stereotypes. That's not, that's not how you said it initially, but okay, I don't want to throw shade because Sophia was really hard in promoting that TV show. But um, I also think a sort of discreet gay man isn't really worthy of a story in the sense of yes, they are. Shh, let me finish. Um, in a story, let's say in how. How to get away with murder, or somewhere where a gay character, his gay sexuality isn't, unless he's in a relationship with a man, or there's some sexual stuff, he is just a regular character. When you have a flamboyant gay man, the, every time he opens his mouth, it's a f- sign this is the gay character. A discreet gay man. Well, see, I think that's the problem. Because you you are seeing Boris, you Why are you seeing. attacking me. Yeah, because you are seeing gay characters as one dimensional. Like, that is you. Well, no, <laughs> I, I think gay characters can have more than one dimension, but I'm saying if you have a flamboyant Have gay, you seen uh, How to Get, get Away With Yes, yeah, so I was going to talk about... Um, the guy who was in that. Yes. Who was in very... Um, straight-ish. Straight acting. Well, he had sex with men, but... Exactly. Who are you going to say about him? No, I'm just saying, unless he is in a position of dating another man, or having sex with another man, you don't recognize his sexuality. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not I'm really just, following your point. My point is that. <laughs> Are you following your point? Do you have the point? Because I like here's I, the thing. I think that is the. You are a proven fact of what the misconception of. Gay people are just gay. Bitch, a gay I know. There's nothing different between a gay person and a heterosexual person in right. terms, except for their sexual orientation. Right. But they bleed the same. They both have emotions. They deal with relationships the same. Yes. So even this guy with how to get away with murder. Yes. Because he's seemingly straight. Do you think that's have you, so? You're saying it's better to have that. It's more, not better to have either but you're one. Saying you'd I think there have should more be a that. representation across the board. So I think he fills a void, and I think he has. So it's a good thing. Yeah, Even it's a great thing. He's a very sexually promiscuous man who feels... It's up. a great thing, absolutely. But that's also Why bad. Because that's also another stereotype that, It's just layers. I don't think it's good or bad. It's also TV. This is layers. a... Yeah, let's move on from TV. Okay, you have another question for me? What else do you have on the screen? <laughs> um, do you think lesbians and transgender people are seen in the same way as... Or could potentially be seen in the same way as having a certain sort of privilege? No, what first of all, what privilege? I'm sorry, can we retract? Because maybe I'm missing the whole thing in these last 23 minutes. Define privilege as you see it, because I don't know what privilege you think that a trans person would have in this day and age when the 14th, I think, person was killed, a trans person was killed today. So, what privilege are you, what privilege do they have? Because they're in the media now, and at most, no, I'm saying by acting, by, or lesbian. 
Okay, whatever. Keep going. Yes, do you think, based on the study, when it was only gay men? Listen, you're going to have your trouble with this study. I don't say I, I didn't do the study. <laughs> no, don't okay. give me the... Finish the this is just question. gay men saying they had a certain sort of privilege. By being flamboyantly gay, they felt privileged because people looked to them and okay. used them. I'm saying, do you think a lesbian would have the same sort mm. of... A butch lesbian would have the same idea or a lipstick lesbian would have the same... And this is all speculation because the study hasn't been done, but do you think there's an equivalent in the lesbian space where people would look Ooh. to the lesbian and say... I think it, it, it could be similar only if the lesbian was, quote-unquote, a lipstick lesbian. And it would just be for straight men to get off on. <laughs> you said that. I did not, I did not say <laughs> I that. Mean, that's only... I think the roles would be slightly different. So I think a lipstick lesbian can live in a way... So I think the roles would reverse. So I think... The gay flamboyant man is is less threatening because people deem them as quote unquote weak or very feminine, meaning that they they will equate that to a woman. So it's it's non threatening. It's going to be non threatening to my girlfriend as a straight man because he he's not trying to hit on her. Mm-hmm. Is probably I probably kind of like it because he probably he validates that I'm like attractive or whatever in that case. But in a lesbian case, very masculine women can be kind of um, intimidating. Intimidating. So I think in that dynamic, I think the lipstick lesbian is going to have more of the privilege and that privilege is very similar to that of a man like yourself who can kind of play both Um, angles. So I have a friend that's I guess quote unquote lipstick lesbian and she gets hit on by men all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's just so she can kind of Navigate. navigate her way through life seemingly easier, whereas... In terms of media representation of lesbians? I mean, that's, like, very few. I think it's as, yeah. But the the ones that they do have, do you think they're as one-dimensional as gay representation? Uh, I I can't really say, because I don't really look for... No, me too. Like, even when I'm looking at, like, looking for, like, gay movies or, like, gay cinema to, like, look at. I'm not really looking for that. I will say L Word was, like, one of my favorite shows ever on TV. And it was all lesbian cast. And um, I thought they did a great job. And Orange is the New Black has a pretty diverse lesbian rage. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I've just, I've never really watched it, so I don't know. You should. Any other things from your studies that you want to write? I feel like you think I wrote the study. (laughs) I just read the study and I was like, oh, well, I'm not. I was just reading your emotions. I just feel like you feel like you are less than. I feel like you think I am privileged because I I want. No, I'm saying based on the study, the logic, the logic would be based on the study. Parts of the study, though. And you can be honest about it. I'm being honest. Throw the mic. No, just (laughs) rip my emotions to shreds. Um, No, I don't think that. I think that. It's better than what there was in the past. I think people will always stereotype. And I think in the past, like in the 1950s, gay people were pedophiles. In the 1970s and 80s, gay people were murderers. In the 1990s, gay people gave everyone AIDS. And now in 2000s, it's the representation of gay men as being in a... In certain places. In certain uh, spaces, yes. But in we certain can't generalize places. about everything. No one... You, you just made the generalization. I know. I'm just commenting what you're saying. I, I think in certain spaces, I think that we are lucky living in New York or in LA in a place like that where gay men are like the culture. We're like as big as part of the culture than anything else in New York. I mean, I think that's why so many gays flock to it because it's more accepting and more, you can be just more yourself. But I, I think you fail to realize like all the other shit that flamboyant gay men have to deal with. I believe that. Um, which. 
for me negates the privilege any type of privilege you have at a fucking party or a night or wherever the case may be the the negative definitely outweighs it the does. positive in that way in, in what you say quote unquote yes yes quote, the privilege no it's not what I call privilege it's for the journal um, of fuck off the journal of social and personal relationships says privilege so you got any closing remarks before I um, <laughs> my closing remarks is that I was just ignorant on the topic because I'm not a flamboyant gay man and I just read a study and I was like huh I wonder if a flamboyant gay man would feel the same way as this study which was done in England so it's just like I wonder if it is what Courtney would say because you call yourself a flamboyant gay man you've said that to me a few times so yeah. like, I feel safe asking you this question yeah don't and you still feel safe to ask me the no <laughs> no I think I think a privilege is a I, I don't even know if How I even call word it a privilege let's call it gay capital I'm not calling it gay capital either. I would mm-hmm. not subscribe to that. I just think that um, I think yeah, in certain cases, like you are the bell of the ball. Absolutely. Um, Say that again. You are the bell of the ball. Have you never? Is never... that another southern term of yours? Yeah, kinda. Like pinch a fork into me. No, it's stick a fork in me, I'm done. <laughs> you gotta say that say it correctly. But like I was say, what I was trying to say is in certain spaces, yes, we are the bell of the ball. But why wouldn't we be? We're amazing. So I'll I'll leave you with that. Um if you have any thoughts on Boris's topic, you sound no like what that is your topic. Boris's topic, please hit us up at the Privy Podcast. Um And on just Twitter. know I don't subscribe to any of the stuff that Courtney's just accusing know, me of. I'm just curious. Just know that Boris does run our Twitter. So be cautious on what you say to him because he may lose it. Um, and that's it. Anything else, Boris? <laughs> I wish I could send a picture to all of you of how Boris is looking at this moment. Well, this is your topic. I love these. I just wanted to know what you thought about an issue that I read in a paper last month. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> we'll be back next week. <laughs>